Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Amanda, and welcome to Hey Sugar, giving you weekly spoonfuls of inspiration, motivation, and love. I am super excited today. I have one of my very favorite people in the world. That's my special guest. And we're talking about love. And, you know, the last episode we talked about self-love. But this week we're going to talk about love, all types of love, relationship love. Um, And so I'm super excited to have my friend, my brother, Stephen Wayne, author, singer, songwriter, Uh, He released a book, Temporary Demolishment. He'll be talking about that. But he is like the love guru. If you have a question about love or relationships, well, not just the intimate love, but love and relationships with friends and family, he is our go-to guy. So what's up, Steve? Hey, hey, what's happening? I am so glad that you uh, came to join me today and to be my guest on Hey Sugar. Um, You know, I have a... a unique relationship. We've been friends, shoot, for a very long time. Not going to tell y'all my age, but wow, I'm saying a time. very long time. Yeah, a long time. But we've been each we've been in wow. each other's lives for a long time, right? Yeah. Like 30? 30. This is this year is 30 Don't years. Don't tell it all, though. Oh, you said Yikes. 31st. <laughs> I'm just I following your lead. You said 30 seconds, 30 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? In dog years. 30 years in dog years. Okay. Roof, roof. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so today we're going to talk about, um, love, you know, love is beautiful. And sometimes in relationships we get hurt and we want to blame it on love, but it's not love. It is the person that hurts us. So, um, I had this very unique, um, experience probably about what, maybe a year and a half ago with a friend and, um, in that relationship with this friend, um, just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, I was in a, a domestic violent relationship with my um, ex-husband, my daughter's father. Um, and in that experience, I got really hurt by him. And I built a lot of walls around my heart. Um, and throughout the years, um, I thought that I was okay. I took time to heal. You know that we talked about that. Sure. Oh, I'll take time to heal. I'm not going to date anybody. I'm not going to mess around. I'm just going to be just me and God and, you know, take care of my daughter and, you know, do my thing, you know, be on my grind as a single mom. And I thought that I was healed. But I had this uh, encounter with a friend, a male friend, that really exposed the real truth. Uh, that kind of lift up the rug from under the ground, uh, or the rug off the ground and show me, hey, you know what? You didn't really clean up yourself, your soul. You have a lot of stuff and issues that you haven't resolved that you need to take care of. And in my journey, in my relationship with with this guy for, um, I don't know, about eight months or so, uh, we spent a lot of time with each other and a lot of things came up. And that God was like, yeah, you're not healed from that. You're not over that. Um, so in that journey... While God was dismantling the walls, uh, divinely dismantling the walls from my heart, um, Steve and I was speaking and uh, we walk this journey together. And he was very helpful uh, to help me understand some things about relationships, not only uh, in that with my friend, but also in family and then also in dating. Y'all know I'm single. Yes, I am. Uh, Hey, what's up? Uh, 909. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but he's been very instrumental in helping me uh, figure out some things about relationships and about love. So welcome, Steve. I am welcomed. 
Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about um, group therapy, something that you offered. Was that about a year ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about group therapy. Wow. Okay. So group therapy is G-R-O-O-P, which stands for Getting Relationships Out of Pause. Jeez. And group therapy was a component that I developed after several conversations with you. Um, we were talking about sit-downs and, and just discussions that people should be having about love and relationships. And I started really brainstorming about how that can cover various areas of love, not just romance. And I know we often talking about love and romance and the dating scene and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But just also from the standpoint of friendships, um, how we interact with our friends, how we connect with our coworkers, or how we're not connected with our coworkers. Maybe you got a cousin that you used to be real tight with and you guys are falling out and you haven't been able to seem to put the pieces back together to be homies again, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, And so it evolved into a whole component of sitting down and having organized conversations with people. And so when we when we developed it, we also developed it as a program. It's a five-session program or a five-series program. There are five tenets to group therapy, mm-hmm. friendship, equity, transparency, trust, and commonality. And those are the five, we call it the foundation and the four pillars, friendship mm-hmm. being the foundation and the other four being the pillars that keep a relationship strong or are indicators for why a relationship is not strong. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you you got uh trust with the person and that's cool, but you don't have commonality. You mm-hmm. guys don't have a lot in common. And so it ca- it still causes some, you know, friction or whatever. And so group therapy was designed to help people to improve relationship dynamics with other people. That's why it's called getting relationships out of pause because I think that Relationships that are not healthy are in pause for one reason or another. Maybe there is antitrust or mm. maybe there everyone's not contributing together so the equity is not balanced. Maybe um, the trust isn't there, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe transparency isn't there. So with that, we just wanted to develop something that we could help people to head in the right direction with all of their relationships, not just the, you know, the the boot up dynamic of being all in love. Yeah. So that's, that's what it was about. And it's a pretty cool program. Yeah. I think a lot of people do just really focus on the romantic love. Yeah. Um, that's the love that we want to focus on and we want to kind of work out and, but they don't put a lot of importance on family and friend. Yeah. You know, you know what's really interesting about that? I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's weird because we put almost all of our mental energy into the romance love, but it's the one compartment of love that will do the least. Mm. You Let's say you're in love with somebody. Then that means you're in love with that person. But you got all these other relationships in your life that have love components to them. Mm-hmm. With your parents, with your friends, with, you know, with the coworkers that you do like, <laughs> um, you know. With 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 the cousin that you are go- getting along with, all of those relationships have a love component. You only have one romance love component, mm-hmm. but we spend all of our time trying to enhance that one, or get that one, or fix that one, or destroy that one. You know, <laughs> we spend a lot of energy tearing love down. Yeah, that is so true. 
Um, what have you found to be the biggest issue in relationships across the board, you think? That is a loaded question. Um, that I would actually have to say, which is module four for group therapy, commonality. Hmm. Um, I think that there's a scripture that says, how can two walk together unless they be in agreement? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one that says, two is better than one. Um I think that when you don't have either core values in common with a person or or just things that you can build around or build on collectively, it already puts people in a position where they're in two different directions, where they're facing, one's facing north, one's facing south, Mm -hmm. and intent on going that way. And in doing that, relationships that I've had that didn't, work or weren't successful, commonality is almost always the main factor as to why. Now, commonality or lack thereof births all kinds of other issues. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a person in a relationship that's a giver and then the other one that's selfish. Well, you'll say, you know, we're not together because you're selfish. No, you're not together because you, you don't have commonality on the ground of selfishness and selflessness. Mm-hmm. If you're both selfish, you might could do okay in a relationship. It'd be weird. But you can do it. I know people who are both selfish, but they do well together because hmm. they both operate in that same mode. Mm-hmm. Now, they might do for one another, but they may not do for anybody else. And they're okay with that. I I, I have an, an associate. He's not a friend. He and his wife, they don't have the greatest relationship, but they've been together a long time. A part of that is because they're both extremely selfish. So in their selfishness, their kind of unspoken rule is you do me, I'll do me. Or you do you, I'll do me, and then we'll do us when we need to make sure everything is, is tight for home. And that's kind of how they live it out. I mm-hmm. think they're both miserable, but they do have that in common. Now, that's a negative commonality, mm-hmm. but they have it. When you got a person that's want to give and, and serve and you got another person that wants to be a recluse and wants to do their own thing, yeah. they're always going to be on the opposite side of the polar switch. And, and mm. it's, it's going to create division because it creates a gap. And where there's a gap, you draw apart, and then you're like, well, I don't like this person. I don't like that person because you don't have things in common. Because when you do have good things in common, you can work through almost anything. You can weather almost anything. Mm -hmm. You know, there there are statistics that say that the top three uh, reasons for divorce, infidelity is not even one of them. And that's the craziest thing. People get divorced over communication. People get divorced mm-hmm. over finances. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the other of the top three, but infidelity is not one of them. Because a lot of times, even if a person cheats, there's still enough that you can still build on to repair because you've got some things in common. That person just made a mistake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think commonality would be it if I had to yeah. pick one thing. Yeah. And I think, like you said, communication is key in any relationship. Um and kind of tying in like the core values of a person or what their core value is. I think a lot of times we put unrealistic expectations on people because we don't know what their core values are. So I'm expecting you to be a certain way or to, to be a certain way in our relationship. I don't know your core values, but I have all these expectations and, and you don't, if you don't fulfill that expectation, then I'm pissed off at you. (laughs) I'm mad at you because you should know already. Right. Well, with that, communication is key because uh, if you tell me what you're expecting and I can raise to that level 
or raise myself to that level of expectation, cool. But if you don't tell me, even if I can still rise to the occasion, if I don't know, there's no reason to have to rise to the occasion because none of us are mind readers. And if you're not a mind reader, then you don't know what that person is thinking. And if that person doesn't tell you, now it's different if you, if I tell you what I'm expecting Mm -hmm. and you can't meet it, then I've got two choices. That's right. Now I have to decide, okay, this may not be for me because this is, this thing right here is what I have to have in my life. Or I say, well, what can you do? Mm -hmm. And then I'm willing to live with whatever it is you can do. Now, in that context, you can also talk about, well, what can you do? And are you willing to at least try to go to another level with that? Because mm. then that becomes a whole other thing. Because if you're a person that's willing to, you know, self-improve, um, like, for instance, you, you take a guy who meets a girl and he's into the gym. He's a workout dude. Mm-hmm. He's a gym rat. And she's not. Mm-hmm. So he's he they get you know they get to dating and they really digging each other but you know she may or may not be like in the greatest or worst shape she might be just average in, in terms of conditioning and stuff and he says well you know babe I would really love it if you went to the gym with me and she says you know what I really don't like the gym hmm. okay he can he can say okay and be cool with it right the gym may not be her thing mm-hmm. or he can say okay but would you be willing to try something for me. She could say no, or mm-hmm. she could say yes. Mm-hmm. And he would have to decide which one he'd be cool with. Obviously, he'd be cool with it if he said, if she said yes, but none of that happens without a conversation. Right. You know, and you got to be bold because if she said, no, I'm not into the gym, and, and then he says, well, would you be willing to try out something at the gym for me, maybe mm-hmm. the pool or something, then it opens up an opportunity for discourse. Yeah. And that could go a lot of ways. <laughs> it you know, could. why do you keep asking me about the gym? <laughs> you know, are, are you what are you insinuating? Because again, we got filters and lenses that we see and hear through. So yeah. and processed of are you are you saying I'm fat? Are you saying this? Are you saying that? Like yeah. I just I then you have to get to the truth of it, which again gets back to commonality. If you're a gym rat and you don't care mm-hmm. if your woman is a gym rat or not, then you would never ask her to go to the gym. Right. But if that's your thing and you want your woman to have that thing and you meet that girl and she doesn't have that thing, then if she's not interested in developing that thing, then you need to check that off your list. That's going to be something that's not going to work out. Yeah, because it'll be an issue in your relationship. It is. It's, if that's Especially if your life is centered around something like that. Mm-hmm. And most people who are, are real serious about gym and fitness, that's a part of their whole life. It's mm-hmm. not just... You know, I go to the gym every now and then to burn off some steam. No, they're faithful. They eat the, the certain way. They do all, you know, you can't go to Chili's with them and order no chicken crispers because they're going to be looking at you all the time. And, and even if they don't say anything That's right. in their head, they're going to be like, man, I really wish you would get that that grilled chicken instead. Right. So that and that, that can become a real dynamic for yeah. people. That's true. And it's like, why spend all that time when in your heart and mind you really want somebody that's into gym to to the gym and in the fitness just like you. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I I know faith, my faith in God and me serving at church and being involved in church is very important with me. Uh and if I have a mate, I want my mate to feel the same way. He doesn't have to necessarily be there all the time, but to want to serve and want to be, you know, have 
some type of fellowship. Um, I remember with my daughter's dad when we were married and he kind of fell off and, and stopped going. That just like bugged me to my core, dude. Like yeah. you, you already know this is our thing, you know, every single Sunday. And the, like that really like we already had like issues anyway, but that really <laughs> even, you know, like kind of like put the icing on the cake is that you're not showing up in a place that we started out in together, right. you know, in church and fellowship yeah. and everything. And that really bothered me like to my core. So that's why you're right. It's important. That commonality is important. Like if you're digging somebody and you want somebody that, you know, serves at a church and that's super active in church, then you meet somebody that's not, then it's going to be a problem down the road. I'm going to have an attitude with you. Yeah. And you know, I think, <laughs> I, and I think that we make too light of core values because we, we, we think core values are okay. Well, do you believe in God? Um, uh, are you? Do you have a seven hundred credit score? Um, <laughs> you know the things that we think are the most monumental things to have as core values. But core values could literally be: I don't eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. Why you keep cooking them when you know I don't eat them? Yeah. So that person, it's it's core, it's a core. That's a core thing for them. It's yeah. a part of their being. Mm-hmm. And if you care about them, you'll be like, you know what? I'm not gonna worry about you in the vegetables because I know you don't like vegetables. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna cook some for the rest of the house if that's cool. You know, you good with that? And I know that sounds silly, but we 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 don't want to to diminish the value of people's values, the things yeah. that make them up. Like I'm a a core value for me is comedy. Mm-hmm. I love to laugh. Mm-hmm. I love to clown. And I can't be with somebody who doesn't like to clown. They don't have to be the person who's initiating it, but they enjoy the fellowship of the clownery. I can't, you <laughs> know, it's like I can't roll clownery. with you if you that you're the person in the corner that won't laugh. Yeah. When something is funny, everybody's laughing. Your dude is the one making them laugh. And I'm not looking for a fan, but right. I'm looking for someone that I can share that experience with. Mm-hmm. And some people don't they they don't even want to express their core values because they feel like they might lose the person. And that's that's all dangerous, but core yeah. values are very important. Yeah, and and the fact that you said that people think they might lose someone or miss out on a chance with someone because of that core value. Yeah. So they don't express it because they want to be in love or I want to be with somebody and this person's guy is such a great guy. Oh my gosh, he doesn't have this one core value that is very important to me, but I think I'll make an exception. Yep. And then maybe down the road he'll change his mind. Maybe right. he might want to go to the gym or maybe he might want to go to church or maybe he might want to do those things. And realistically, he might not. I'm going to ministry date him. <laughs> okay, I'm going to groom him into the man that I want him to be. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, that that's great. Now let's talk about a little bit about um, the love party. Uh, that you'll be... You've done some love parties, um, what, 2018? You're going to launch yeah. some more in 2019. It's such a... Uh, <laughs> People do not know what to expect when they walk into a love party, but it's it's kind of dope. So tell them a little bit about the love party and what that is. Okay, so the love party is kind of an offspring of group therapy. And uh, again, it may be spawned also from a conversation that we were having because mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of those conversations. Matter of fact, I know it was. And it was a conversation we were having. Um, 
it was because I went on that one date. It was like right. for seven hours, right. and then the right. dude like ghosted, ghosted me after you. a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the heck is that all about? Y'all know the about seven ghosted. hour, the marathon date. I mean, we had a like, good who dates date. for seven hours. Right? Like, I mean, it was a good God. date. I mean, like, come on, man. But anyway, but I yeah, digress. It, it, it no, it fits appropriately. <laughs> um, um, that that experience yeah. got me to thinking about the fact that we're very uncomfortable talking about whatever it is we need to talk about with other people. Mm-hmm. And love is at the very top of the list of things that we seem to struggle with communicating about. You know, you'd ask the question about, or oh, you made a statement about expectations and that kind of thing. We we have these unwritten expectations about love just as a society mm-hmm. that says, you meet the guy, you meet the girl, you meet the partner, whatever it is, and you get the feeling and you roll with the feeling. It could be the stomach butterflies. It could be the chills up the arm. It could be the look in the eye, which for me is always just pheromones more than anything else, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, and from there, you just react, a whole lot of reacting. And yeah. then when the goosebumps leave, when the nausea stops, or, stop. or when the butterflies turn into nausea, oh no! Um, then you're like, they gonna fly away, I, right? I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that feeling anymore. Yeah. And in no time, and that's at that point you decide, I'm out. Mm. Nobody's had a discussion about love. They've just gone through reacting to all of these feelings mm-hmm. and not talking about love and and the, your experience that kind of spawned this this um, love party concept was because if you go out on a date with somebody for seven hours and you have a great time for all of the seven hours and then they ghost, that means they didn't have the courage to share what was really on their mind and their heart. It didn't have to necessarily be love. It could have been anything that was that was going to keep them from interacting with you again, but mm-hmm. they didn't have the courage to do that. And it just made me think about how so many relationships struggle because we don't have the courage to talk about love. The love party also has four components of love. Spiritual love or, you know, love for God or love with God. God relationship, a spiritual relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are people who are atheists or agnostic, don't believe in God necessarily, but we're all spiritual beings. And so love is a spiritual thing. So there's there's that dynamic. Then there's romance love, the love with another person. Then there's friendship and family love, uh, which is that kind of a man, uh, mankind love, a love for humanity, and mm-hmm. then self-love. And in all of those, those love components are are healthiest when we are talking about our feelings with people. Yeah, They suffer the most when we're silent. Even with ourself, the self-love, when you're not telling yourself, hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. You're okay. You're doing good. Keep going. You got to work on some areas, but you you're... You're getting so much. If you don't tell yourself that, then your your silence is going to tell yourself the opposite. You suck. You're not going to be successful. Nobody likes you. You're going to hear those voices mm-hmm. coming from your own head. Mm-hmm. And so there's conversations that need to constantly take place with love. And we got to get more courageous in saying the things that we need to say as a result. I mean, as it relates to love. Talking about love is a trip, but yeah. it's... I mean, obviously, we've had we did a handful of love parties, and and people are still bugging me about having them, and because I took <laughs> a break from them, but they were so powerful, 
And the exchanges were so powerful because it's a conversation that we're having about something that people don't normally talk about. We talk about Bitcoins and we'll talk about whatever Super Bowl shenanigans happen or, you know, we'll talk about LeBron and the Lakers, which I'm with that. But we won't talk about the things that are most important to us in our own reality. And that's love. And it's crazy. Yeah, it it. It is crazy how we don't have those conversations. Um, and maybe fear might be one of the reasons why we don't. Oh, absolutely. I mean, who wants to be vulnerable? But the crazy thing about it is, like, you should be able to be transparent and vulnerable, especially with the ones that you love mm-hmm. or the ones that love you. And if you're not, that is a problem. That's a flag for me. If I can't be vulnerable, something either is going on with me internally where I cannot be free with you and tell you how I feel or something's going on with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah you should you, be able to be free. You know, I mean, all of us have issues. We do. You know, um, but most of our issues seem to cause breakdowns in communication, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. It could be low self-esteem. It could be PTSD. It could be OCD. It could be all these other Ds. It could be any and everything that you can name on a chart, but it always seems to revolve around us not being able to communicate with others about how we feel. And if you could ever just think about the fact, my my mom always says, um, ask yourself, does this person that you're talking to mean you harm? Mm -hmm. Or ask yourself, do you mean them any harm? And if they don't mean you any harm, then you should be able to say what you need to say, knowing that even if it's something that's uncomfortable, and there may be some some backlash behind it because we're a, a lot of times we're reactionary. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, this person doesn't mean me harm. Yeah, I should be in a safe environment. I should be able to say what I need to say. Mm-hmm. If the love that this person has for me is greater than anything else that we have together, I should be able to tell them my truth and or the truth and they hear it, it it might rub them the wrong way but if i if if the if the love affair is right in terms of the fact that we can identify i love you i like you you love me you like me or i love you but i don't like you right now yeah that's the truth in and of itself if i can tell you i love you but i I don't like you right now why not then we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But it, it's all about the value of the relationships. What kind of value does the relationship already have? Yeah. What kind of what kind of roots does that relationship have? Now, if we just met, I don't need to tell you, you know, hey, you know, I don't like the way you walk. <laughs> <laughs> we just met. We don't have nothing. That that means that we're we're yeah. not gonna spend no time together. Mm-hmm. But if we got, you know, some core roots, I can tell you, hey man, you know, you may want to start thinking about using a breath mint. Because yeah. something's not right. So we should be able to, you know, I read this article and Kobe Bryant was talking about how he values friendships so importantly that he doesn't have a lot of friends because he feels like people aren't real enough. Mm-hmm. He says, if I have something in my teeth and you sit there and you talk with me for hours and you <laughs> never like tell me, yeah. you're not my friend. Hmm. Because a friend would never let another friend walk around with a piece of green leaf sitting in his tooth because he had a salad and he didn't get it out. And I was like, man, that is pretty powerful. So from now on, when I encounter people, or from that point on after reading that article, when I encounter people, 
who are my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to walk up to a stranger, but my friends, I'll say, hey, yo, man, get, get that right there on your lip right there. Mm-hmm. Or you got something in your hair, you know, let me get that. We don't even want to touch each other. It's like, hey, you get, they, we'll tell the person to get it, but they have no idea where it's at. Right, so right they're here? picking all over right their here? place. Right did here? I get it? Did I get no, it? No, right no, right no, no, right no, to the no, Just reach over and get it. It's like, why, why have we become so you uncomfortable touching people? Right. It's like, God, man, it's like you, that lint is driving you crazy, but you don't want to do nothing about it. I'm not going to bite you, dog. It's like, like you stare on. at the lint, but you won't go over to say, bro, let me get that for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like what what what's that about? So yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's really a trip. Yeah, that communication thing um, with each other is it, wild. I mean, you know, sometimes we get to the point where, like, well, why you got an attitude for? I don't, I don't have an attitude. Well, first of all, you got an attitude. Something right. happened. Own that, right? <laughs> Own that what part. What is it? Nothing. And then you know, here we go. Like a week later, you're gonna tell me what was wrong with you. How come you just couldn't tell me then? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's 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 talk, but. Man, that the love party. I I really hope that that happens soon because it's, uh, it's coming back. This year's got, we got a lot of stuff going on this year. I'm, yeah. I'm taking this year in phases, and yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna strategically chart out the rest of this year to reintroduce um, the world to just about everything that I do. That's awesome. So, I'm excited about it. I really hope that um, you guys get an opportunity to attend the love party, and you know, um, come on down. You know, reach out to Steve and Wayne and and schedule a love party. Um, but thank you so much for for sharing about love and about relationships. And let them know where they can follow you and uh, tell them about your book and where they can find it and purchase it. And- okay. Um, let's see. You can follow me at um, what is it? S W the author. It's like that's a shame when you don't even know your own Instagram handle. I'm always on Instagram, but I don't pay attention to my my title. Um, Stephen Wayne, the author, uh, on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook, too, but I don't really do a whole lot of interacting on Facebook. But you can go to my Temporary Demolishment page on Facebook and leave a comment or whatever. And then my book, you can find Temporary Demolishment at Amazon. Uh, we're on Barnes & Nobles as well. So you can get it as a Kindle or a Nook app. And read it. Uh, read the ebook, or you can actually purchase for people who like to still flip pages with their hands on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. They both carry the book "Temporary Demolishment" by Stephen Wayne, a romance fiction novel. And he's working on another book, guys. So, uh, yeah, I got a couple other books that are in the docket that I'm getting ready to start putting my pen to. But right now, I'm actually working on a new album oh. uh, set to be released hopefully in the summer. And called the the soul the live soul experience. So okay, that's gonna be interesting too. And he can sing, y'all. I mean, he can really sing, like not play sing, but sing sing. Nah, him all right. <laughs> he him can all right. sing sing. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about your project. I can't wait to hear it. And um, you mean hear it? You're gonna be on it? Oh, what are you talking about <clears throat> to hear my it. Bad. <laughs> I can't wait to be on it <laughs> and then hear it when it's done. <laughs> You know what I realized in all the years that we've known each other and uh-huh. all the years that we've, because we've performed together a hundred times, we've never recorded together. Isn't that wild? Never. That's wild. So yeah, we're going to fix that this I'm, time around. Yeah, we, that's. Perfect season for it too though. It is. I'm excited about that then. I didn't know about that Steven and the other Steven that's sitting in here, our sound designer <laughs> over there, Steven. But thank you so much, Steve, for, uh. You know, joining us today on Hey Sugar. It was my pleasure. And uh, what's the one thing you want people to walk away with today before we say bye-bye? 
Um, you know, I'm a quote guy. Um, and I love, um, I love quotes. I love what you can do, um, with words. And so let me share a quote with you from module two. Okay. And this is equity. Um, I think that it's really important that we do that. Here's a quote. You can't help someone get up a hill without getting closer to the top yourself. Hmm. That's from General H. Norman Schwarzkopf. I think that love is just like that. Um, if we want to have great love affairs and great love relationships, and that's across the board, family, friends, coworkers, uh, romantic love, all that, self-love, it's going to require someone wanting to put forth the effort to go up the hill. And uphill is always a workout. Yeah. But it's always the greatest reward. So if you're helping someone else get up the hill that's also trying to get up the hill themselves, because we're not in the dragon business. Mm -hmm. That's for Game of Thrones. We're not in dragging people around. You can't drag people because they have to carry their own weight while you help them carry it. Yeah. So if, if someone is going up the hill and you want to go in the same direction they're going, you guys can go up the hill together, help each other along the way, and you'll both be successful when you get where you're going because you did it together. To me, that's the essence of love. Yeah. So that's what I would say. And you know what? We are on the hill together. Yes, we are. We um, we have an amazing relationship. I love him. And I love I just her too. <laughs> She's my little sister. My little sister. But thank you so much for uh, being in my life and for being very... Um, helpful and guiding me through some difficult relationship stuff and uh i just love you for that i love you too sis yeah so thank you guys once again for joining uh us on hey sugar you know weekly spoonfuls of inspiration motivation and love and so look out for the next episode follow me on all social media handles amanda ramsey and i'm out